Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. And I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. We have a lot of teams to get to this episode. So, Ryan, what's the question? Who is in the College Football Bros Top 25? All right, let's jump right into it, starting with number 25, of course, Arizona State. And, you know, of course, you have some coaches that might be in trouble there. But as far as the team itself, they bring back Jaden Daniels at quarterback. Ton of experience on defense, so I like them. Number 24, TCU. You can pretty much always count on Gary Patterson's defense. The key is going to be whether Max Duggan can take another step forward as a passer for the offense. 23, we have Texas. Steve Sarkeesian inherits a, a pretty talented roster, including possibly the best running back in college football in B. John Robinson. And he hired a really good defensive coordinator, Pete Kwiatkowski from Washington. So see if they can get off to a hot start. Number 22 is Indiana. I think they'll be pretty good, but some concerns about the fact that Michael Penix is an injury risk, and they were pretty fortunate with uh, huge turnover luck last year. Number 21, Ole Miss. I love this team. Matt Corral is going to have a monster year two under Kiffin, and the defense should take a significant step forward. All right. You are definitely a, a, a Lane Kiffin fanboy. Uh, moving on to number 20, we got Utah. Utah's poised for a good year, especially a former Baylor Bear. Charlie Brewer plays like he did in the old spring game where he was perfect, essentially. Uh, ton of talent coming back, so lots to like for the Utes. Uh, number 19, we got LSU. Maybe the hardest team in the country to predict this year. Lots of new faces on the coaching staff, but a ton of returning production as far as on the field. Weird mix. We'll see how it plays out, but uh, I'm a little higher than them, than my bros. Uh, at 18, we have Iowa. Iowa lost some studs up al- along the offensive and defensive line, so we'll see how they're able to replace those guys. But uh, it's not the first time Iowa's had that happen to them before, and they seem to do just fine replacing those guys. So um, should be another good year uh, in Iowa City. Number 17, we got UW. First full year here for the, the head coach, Jimmy Lake. Only four games last year. Technically, Pac-12 North champs last year um got a ton of production coming back so really it all comes down to dylan morris the quarterback and he can he get that passing game going if he does then this is a team that can win the pac-12 uh, if not eh, they'll still be all right but ain't gonna win the pac-12 uh at number 16 we got usc it's a big year for michael's team uh, and clay helton in particular zero excuses not to have a good year keaton slovis back for his third year uh at quarterback plenty of weapons to work with Question for them is, as it has been the last couple of years, is can the offensive line not be terrible? Uh, we'll see. Spoiler out alert. on that one. Spoiler alert. It, it can't do it. It's not capable of <laughs> not do doing it. that. Yeah, a lot of negatives tough. there. We'll see. Yeah. Yep. All right. Now we're into the top 15. So at number 15, we've got Penn State. We're chalking up last season as a hiccup. They dealt with bad luck, COVID opt-outs, including Micah Parsons. And we're seeing a bounce-back year for for James Franklin's Nittany Lions finished the year well a lot's going to hinge on uh, Sean Clifford because he did well a couple years ago leading him to 11 and 2 but last year he regressed and threw nine picks so if we get the good Clifford I expect a good year Notre Dame is number 14 we're lower on the Irish than the pollsters who have them seventh and ninth but in a year where a lot of teams returned so much production the Irish are the opposite and they're going to have a lot of new faces and that leads to some uncertainty we're all very curious to see how Jack Cohen can replace 30-win Ian Book. At number 13, you've got Oregon. There's a lot to like with this year's Duck team. If Anthony Brown can get in sync with offensive coordinator Joe Moorhead's system and match the success that the defense should have with Kayvon Thibodeau, Noah Sewell, 
then this will be the team to beat in a very competitive Pac-12. At number 12, we've got the Florida Gators. We all know Florida, of course, loses a lot of offensive production, but we all have faith that Dan Mullen will get the most out of his quarterback once again and use that dual-threat ability of Emory Jones. And thanks to some key transfers and returning talent, I think Todd Grantham's defensive improvement will help offset some of those offensive losses. And at number 11, Miami. A lot of this hinges on Derek King's health, of course, but assuming he's close to 100%, the Kings offense should be very strong in year two of, of Rhett Lashley's system, given the weapons that he has available. There are questions on defense, particularly the front seven, but I'm trusting Manny Diaz and that softer schedule in the ACC. Okay, getting to the top 10, Cincinnati snuck in there, clearly the best G5 team, and with Indiana and Notre Dame on the schedule, if they are able to go undefeated again, then this year they've got a legit chance to make the playoff. Number nine is Wisconsin, just had so many things go wrong last year, COVID, of course, being one of them, but they should bounce back. Defense will be great, and Graham Mertz, I would expect, he's got the talent to be a lot better than he looked last year in year one as a starter. Uh, number eight, North Carolina, Sam Howell, maybe the best quarterback in the country. And I think Mac Brown's recruiting is going to start finally showing up on the defensive side of the ball. Number seven is Iowa State. They were a legit top 10 team last year, and Matt Campbell returns just about everybody. So you, you kind of have to put them in the top 10, I feel like. And I think six or seven is, is where I considered putting them. Number six, though, we have Texas A&M. The defense under Mike Elko is going to be nasty, as, as always. If A&M wants to jump into that top five, which we're about to get to, where there's, I think, kind of a decent jump to that top five, they're in a, a league of their own, then the offense needs to become elite. So Jimbo needs to, needs to chuck it deep, needs to uh, get some explosive plays. Yep. Well, he doesn't. Yep. I think Zach Calzada or Haynes King need to. Wow. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. I mean, he could do it. Maybe Jimbo. He could do it. Yeah. Uh, all right, number five, we got uh, Ohio State. Um, question for them is obviously can can uh, CJ Stroud uh, continue the level of QB play that they've kind of been accustomed to the last few years, whether it's Haskins or Fields. They have just been on all, firing on all cylinders. If he does re replicate that, then hello playoff again for the Buckeyes. Uh, number four, we got Georgia. Uh, JT Daniels really helps stabilize Georgia, honestly, because if you go back to, you know, less than a year ago, but during last year's season, it was Mathis. I mean, they were just not looking that great, right? So, but he came in and all of a sudden they look pretty darn good, finished the year strong, um, setting themselves up for a big year. Uh, number three, we got Oklahoma. Um, this is probably the strongest team uh, Lincoln Riley has had on paper going into the year. Um, and it's, you know, the offense is still great as it has been, but it's the defense uh, led by Alex Grinch, defensive coordinator, is the reason why everybody's kind of picking them to be preseason top two, top three type team um, and a legit national title contender. Um, so watch out for the Sooners. Number two, we have Alabama, which means my bros picked Clemson number one because I put Bama at number one. So I got I got voted out on this one. Uh, but Bama at number two, um, obviously all, all eyes are on Bryce Young to see if he can kind of replicate what they've had as far as QB play has been concerned. But he's also got a lot of other pieces that he – Maybe he needs to work with some, loses some uh, Devontae Smith at receiver and a few few good offensive linemen as well. So, uh, But he's going to have a great defense to rely on. And then number one, I already mentioned it, the Clemson Tigers. DJ Uyagalale 
leading the way, taking over for Trevor Lawrence. Um, ton of su- supporting cast to help him out. Um, and I think probably the reason maybe why my bros went with them is we've seen Uyunglele be really, really good. And their defensive front seven is maybe the best in the country. So, uh, I mean, looking forward to Clemson versus Georgia in week one already. For sure. All right. There you have it. That is our top 25. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to be it's going to be our final question of our college football preview series. So just a reminder to anyone watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to our podcast as well, because during the season, uh, that's where our main episodes are, you know, breaking down games that just happened, previewing games for the upcoming week. Those are audio episodes only. So there's a link in the description on YouTube to Spotify and Apple podcasts. Be sure to subscribe. Um, and we will see you tomorrow. The last episode. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.